Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot of people don't realize, like, the biggest obstacle to starting a business is not you know, figuring out your accounting system or like what your niche is. It's like getting past your shit. It's about how are you going to get past your mental blocks, your limiting beliefs about what you can accomplish, who you are as a person. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. OMG, I quit my job. Yes, yes, it is true. I'm officially fully self-employed. This podcast and all of my other side hustles have culminated into my quit story. So I am going to be sharing a very special episode with you today where I am sharing my quit story So I am sharing the audio version of an Instagram live that I did a couple of weeks ago where I revealed that I quit my job and everything that kind of led up to it, the crazy, awkward ass way that it happened. You don't want to miss this episode. So and if you want to see the video version of this, just head over to my Instagram, Yo Quiero Dinero Podcast, go to my IGTV section and you can actually watch the video version of this conversation. It's great either way. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's real, y'all. So let's get into the episode and talk about how I quit my job. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, 
And as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I'm hosting this live to tell you about all the things that have been going on. Okay. So first off, let me introduce myself. If you are here for the first time, you're just hanging out with me. You just popped in this uh, this live without knowing who the hell I am. So my name is Janice Torres Rodriguez. I am a money coach, business coach, wealth coach, whatever the hell you wanted to call it. I am a uh, the creator of Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina, Puerto Rican, just turned 36, live in Florida, and I just quit my job. <laughs> I became work optional at the age of 35. So a couple months ago, became work optional and decided that that's it. I'm done like reporting to the man. I am done. I don't know what the hell's happening with my hair today. I'm done reporting to the man. I'm done reporting to a job. I'm gonna see what the world has in store for me. And so I quit my job. Uh, On April 30th, I handed in my resignation letter, and as of May 27th, I am done. I am working for myself. I am going to continue to build this brand and, um, you know, see where the universe is taking me. And I just can't believe it. Like, you know when you're, like, working towards something for such a long time and then it happens and you're just like, is this real life? Like, is is this a joke? Like... How is this possible? And so I've been kind of marinating through those emotions for the past, what is it, like um, probably 10 days now, right? Um, So I wanted to come on here, you know, and tell you guys like the story. And if anybody wants to like hop on and, and go live with me and like ask a question, I'm super happy to do that, you know. Um, a big part of why I've even been able to do this is because of you guys and like supporting the work that I do and my businesses and the courses that I come out with. And so I just want to say thank you because like you're part of this process. (laughs) Even if you don't know it, you're actually part of this process. Um, So so why am I talking about this, right? Like I stumbled upon this idea of like financial independence uh, about three years ago now at this point. And, you know, back then, I mean, it was a financial hot mess. I was in debt, uh, didn't really know like what I was doing. And... um, but I, I knew that I had the tools, right? I knew that I had like this desire to not work for the rest of my life. I knew that I had built up these the side hustles. I knew how to invest a little bit. Um, so I really just started like honing in on being intentional with my money. And so 2018 was like a super transformative year. I uh, really like committed to financial independence I made a plan to pay off my debt and become student loan debt free because that was a big debt that like that was basically the only debt that I was like wrestling with and I knew that was going to keep me from pursuing this. So in 2018, I made a plan and I said, I want to be debt free by the time of 35. And that was 2020. 35 would have been 2020. And I did it. I became debt free. I paid off like $39,000 in student loans in 17 months. And while I was doing that, I was also like continuing to work on my side hustles. I started this podcast, started talking about money, started investing more, um, maxed out my 401k for the first time last year, maxed out my HSA, my IRA. I opened a solo solo 401k through my business and I was just like doing the damn thing. And, you know, (laughs) one of the things that's important about having a budget which i didn't have for a very long time is like when you don't have a budget you don't actually know like how much money you're making and how much of it is usable to pursue these goals so once i actually started getting intentional and like budgeting and understanding what kind of money i was actually making through my side hustles i realized that i had built up my side hustles to the point that i became financially independent and i didn't even realize (laughs) so Lesson number one for this evening, know your numbers, y'all, because you could be in a place where like maybe you could reduce the amount of time that you work or maybe take a lower paying job that's not going to stress you out so much if you put like certain things in place, right? Like 
you start investing aggressively, you build an emergency fund, you build an FU fund, right? An FU fund is just a pot of money that allows you to quit your job or do whatever you want, travel the world, right? So first thing, you know, let's get intentional. Like that's kind of the the thing that started this whole chain of events, right? So once I became financially independent, um, I had to come to a decision, right? I'm like, well, this is what you want us to do, right? You're, you want to quit your job. You don't have to work anymore. You built passive income. You have built a business. Like, what are you going to do? So I'm married, y'all. Like, if you don't know, yes, I have a husband. And, you know, I can't just go, like, quitting my job and be like, babe, <laughs> YOLO. Uh, that's not how this works, at least in my house, right? Like, we communicate. We talk. So I, I've been talking about, like, quitting my job for a while to my husband and he's just like yeah yeah I know everybody hates their job cool but <laughs> and I don't think he knew like quite how close I was to like being able to do this and so when I started like running the numbers by him he's like okay like I understand like the numbers make sense like when do you want to do this and so originally I had told him I will wait till the beginning I mean till the end of 2021 Right. So December 31st will be my last day as a full time employee for another business. I'm going to work for myself. And then <laughs> I just found myself like the first quarter of this year um, making like $50,000 in two months. And I'm just like, wait, am I really going to wait until the end of the year? Um, no. <laughs> so I decided that this summer was gonna be like it like i can't i can't do this for a whole year like I, there's no reason numerically um emotionally physically there like i cannot sustain this for an entire year so i then decided like okay i'm gonna quit the day after my 36th birthday and i got very close to that date it was actually within like five days of my birthday and actually i quit earlier than expected drum roll because my boss found out that i was gonna quit how that's a great question so apparently someone in my company follows me i don't know because i'm not friends with anybody at work and let her know that I had been talking about this on the gram. <laughs> so they sent my Instagram to my boss. And so we had a meeting, like it was just a regular, like, you know, or weekly one-on-ones, whatever. And we talk about, you know, what's gotta be done, status of projects. And then at the end she goes, so I just want to let you know that someone sent me your Instagram and told me to prepare myself because you're quitting. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of awkward conversations in my life. That's number like one or two, one or two out of all the conversations I've ever had. So, you know, we're just staring at each other. You know, have you ever seen that meme that it's just like, it's a staring contest, right? And you're just like, okay, who's gonna say something first? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, the, I mean, she's like, so is it true? Are you quitting? And I'm just looking at her like, um, well, yeah, yeah, actually, yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, so I see your comments in here. Yo, haters are so real. Um, did they say who the snitch was? Of course not. You know, they're never going to name the informant. But I have my suspicions. Um, you know, the ones who like all of a sudden came out the woodworks with the congratulations after I didn't even tell them that I was quitting. I have my suspicions, but it's fine. So, um, you know, it was a couple, it was basically the Friday before I was actually going to do it was when I ended up having this awkward ass conversation and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's out in the open. So like, uh, yeah, I'm going to resign. Uh, I'll tender my resignation letter today and let's get the ball rolling. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, I, I was fucking like, is this shit really happening? Cause I guess like, I had not mentally prepared myself to have that conversation at that time, right? So I was just like caught off guard. 
And after the conversation, like, you know, we hung up super awkward. And then I'm like pacing around my house because my husband had gone into the office. So I didn't even have him to like be like, babe, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I cannot believe this. Oh, my God. So I'm like pacing around like a crazy person in my house. <laughs> like, What the fuck am I going to do? Do I do I give her the letter? Um, and then I just sat down and I was like, bitch, you've just been making excuses. OK, like just do what you got to do. Um whatever the means you know the ends to the means whatever so i sat down i wrote my letter i emailed it to her i gave her the final date and i was pissed honestly like i was pissed about how it happened because i just feel like almost like the decision was not that it was taken from me because like let's be honest i was gonna do this anyway but i just kind of felt like damn like why are you worried about what i'm doing what like what's this got to do with you but then I had to reframe it in like, well, guess what? <laughs> You're still working at this job and I'm not. So who really lost here? Okay. So a moral of the story, the long ass story, is that if you are doing something and, you know, the glow up is happening, there's going to be people watching, you're going to have the haters and they're going to try to sabotage your shit. But you just have to be really focused and clear on like what you're trying to do because it ain't got nothing to do with them they still got a report to work i don't so who the fuck lost here okay um so that's that's kind of the quit story right um <laughs> and you know one thing i will say like is if you do not have your shit in order be careful just about like showing up on here and like doing all this stuff um, don't necessarily talk about quitting unless you're actually going to quit, right? Because these internets are shysty. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that in the words of Forrest Gump. Mm. Spilling my water because I was spilling the tea here. Hello. Okay. So that's kind of my quit story. <laughs> so I handed in my resignation letter. Last day is May 27th. And um, yeah. So... I went through kind of the emotions, the emotions, right? So this happened like a couple days before my birthday. My parents came down basically like the day that I quit. Um, and we spent the weekend together. Like I, I flew them down here to Florida to, uh, you know, spend my birthday with me since we couldn't be together for the pandemic and all this stuff. We got a nice Airbnb and we were just like spending the family time. And I was kind of like decompressing from all of the craziness of the situation. So last week, you know, it was my quote unquote birthday week. So I didn't really want to be like doing the most here on social media. And I just really needed time to take for myself because when I go through like stressful stuff like that, it kind of um, drains me, right? Kind of sucks the life out of me. And um, I needed like some time just to recover. And I got confirmation that I did the right thing this past weekend. So y'all already know, like I I work a lot, okay? I am a self-proclaimed workaholic. I am always doing the most. And I knew that I had to quit before the end of the year because the pace at which I'm going is just not sustainable. It's, it, you know, no matter what kind of freaking kombucha or whatever the hell it is that you drink for energy, like there's nothing that's going to sustain this without me having like a mental breakdown. And so I knew like that I had made the right decision this past Saturday when I got probably the third migraine I've ever had in my life, like vertigo, nausea, literally just didn't even have the, an appetite. I couldn't get out of bed. I just wanted to, I wanted to cry. I was so tired. Like, I don't know if you, have you ever felt that way that you're like, so tired it's physically painful that's been my life for the past i would say like six months because you know i have a team of people i was working full-time i was building this business and just talking about it makes me so exhausted and um so i had to shut down like saturday i was literally in bed by like 8 p.m the room was spinning, taking meds. Like, I'm like, okay, this is this is why I had to, this is why I had to do this, okay? Because when I get to that point, that's my version of like uh, a breakdown. And so, you know, 
you got to do things. You got to do these things for yourself, even if it feels scary. If you feel like you are ju you're just at max capacity, you got to cut some shit. You got to cut something. Um, and so I had reached my breaking point, basically, at this point. And, and so, you know, this happened when it was supposed to happen. You know? Um, so, yeah, th that's what I've been up to. So life updates. Now that I have, you know, everything's out in the open, talking about it. What's funny is like a lot of my colleagues have actually reached out to me and been like, damn, like we're really proud of you for like going after your goals and like not being scared to, you know, follow your dreams. And so I think that's why it's really important for me to talk about this openly because I just want to share that it is something that is possible for us, right? Like, I want to normalize this idea that as Latinas, as women, like, as women of color, we can do scary shit. And we can build businesses and we can invest and we can reach financial independence. And, you know, we're not just stuck in this box of like what society thinks is acceptable behavior for us. And so, you know, that's kind of why kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Okay, I have a question here. So let me pull it up. Um, what type of engineering did I do? And how did I prepare? Oh, how did it prepare me for my side hustle business? So that's a great question. And thank you guys for your comments, for your congratulations for your support. I'm so so happy um, to to, you know, have your support. It's amazing. Okay, so I started off my career as a process engineer. Process engineer is someone who basically develops a method to build something. So I started off in cancer therapeutics, uh, making biological medications for lung cancer, colon cancer, and I was doing that for about five years. And then I moved on to another role where I was working in medical device. So biologic, biological medical devices. Um, so I was making surgical meshes like for people who have hernias or people who have breast reconstruction surgery after cancer. Uh, there's these meshes that you can implant in your body that then your body like reabsorbs them and becomes your own tissue. And so I did that for a couple years and then I got fired and then I made kind of like a pivot in my career. So I didn't want to work in pharma and biotech anymore because I just felt like the pace of it was too slow. It was way too male dominated. And I just honestly felt like um, this is just not the environment for me. And so I ended up going to L'Oreal and I was a process engineer in one of their manufacturing plants, making moisturizers and sunscreens and lipsticks and, um, you know, makeup, all that stuff. And I really liked the consumer industry because, you know, it's like so cool to walk into like a Walmart or a Walgreens and be like, oh, shit, like I was part of that product launch. Right. So I've always worked in like new product introduction. So new things that come to the market. Um, I did that uh, for a year and I hated working in a manufacturing plant. Um, you know, I was wearing the whole get up the gowns and, and the personal protective equipment and working on like 10,000 gallon machines and, um, you know, working eight to 10 p.m. sometimes because that's just how long it would take to manufacture these products. So like two weeks into that job, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. This is a modern day sweatshop. I'm not doing it. But that um, that, you know, transition into the consumer products field then led me to making another transition. So instead of process engineering, I was like, OK, I'm done engineering. I'm not working in plants anymore. I'm done doing that. I'm going to do quality engineering. <clears throat> And so I, I pivoted into that and uh, basically was working with manufacturing, uh, like third party manufacturers to make consumer products. So I would like, you know, approve protocols and reports and um, uh, specifications and troubleshooting, you know, products and things like that with, with, but I wasn't working in a plant anymore. I was doing office-based work. Um, and then the third party manufacturers are making the actual product. So for me, that was like a great transition that I made because 
I was no longer bound to this work environment that forced me to show up to an office, right? Like I could do my work remotely. And that definitely accelerated my ability to build my side hustles. Once I was able to work from home, I just had so much more free time, right? And so I always tell people like, it's important to design your life to accommodate your dreams, right? <laughs> like we shouldn't find the, the time to pursue our dreams with the extra time that someone else grants us because you know our time is being sucked up by all these things like you have to get very intentional about saying i'm gonna make the time for this because it matters and i need to find a career i need to find an employer i need to manufacture my life in a way and design it in a way that's going to uh, allow you to pursue this stuff right because if you're trying to just like build a business and building dreams and goals like in the extra time that somebody else gives you back that's that's not gonna work it's not gonna work so making that career transition definitely helped you know having the flexible work schedule the remote work opportunities um that was a big thing for me and as far as like how my engineering career has helped me like in general couple different ways i think especially in the personal finance space like i'm super comfortable talking about money and like talking about quote unquote man based um you know topics and being in a room full of men and being um trolled by bros because i'm just like the fuck this is nothing new i'm used to working with a bunch of men who are questioning my intelligence like every single fucking day so how is this different you know um i think working as a latina in stem you get a thick skin like can't nobody tell you shit because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's the culture. That's the environment. So I really don't, you know, I don't get offended by like getting mansplained because I'm just like, bro, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking argue with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got nothing to prove to you. So that's one thing. Um, you know, engineers, we our brains are built very specifically and we are able to um, solve problems that we don't even know exist or we're able to see solutions for problems. So I feel like that definitely inspired this podcast, right? Um, I was able to identify that, that there's this problem that we're not talking about money in our communities. And so what product, what solution am I going to create to address the problem? And so I think that's why I've become so good at like sales and um, not just sales, but like building businesses. Like I have a very keen eye for identifying opportunities. And that's kind of how we're trained, right? We're trained to think outside the box. We're trained to, um, you know, see things that don't necessarily exist and create them. And, um, you know, identifying simple solutions for like complex problems. And then just like, I feel like corporate America, you know, for all the, the shit, there's a lot of soft skills that are really useful that we learn, um, you know, working in, in a corporate job. A lot of that has to do with like dealing with different personalities, right? Like as a business owner, I'm dealing with all kinds of people, all types of personalities. And like, if I can't handle that, like, how am I going to handle running a business where my ability to connect with people is like super important right public speaking right uh putting together presentations uh breaking down complex information and presenting it in a way that's understandable that's part of what i do right i break down investing i break down building a business i have to be able to explain those things in a way that people are not gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about like i don't understand any of this uh networking so important networking has been such a big part of my my success here on the platform because I get to meet all these amazing people that come on my podcast. And the only way I can convince them to come on my podcast is to like literally form those relationships and be like, you know, what can I offer you? What can you offer me? Like, how can we mutually benefit each other? So do not, you know, um, do not knock the skills that you get at a nine to five. Like they are useful, but you have to make them work for you. Right. And, and a lot of those soft skills are really the things that are applicable no matter what you're doing okay so life updates so some of the things that I'm working on right now uh, and it's funny because the day that I resigned I actually got an email from Bloomberg media that they want to host me on a live on their 
quick take platform which is a their page here on instagram that has like almost half a million followers and they want to talk to me about like quitting my job and side hustles so I'm like if the universe isn't telling me that like i'm aligned i don't know what is because all these things these crazy ass opportunities are like falling in my lap i'm going to be working with npr to produce some podcast episodes for one of their shows like national public radio like the shit i listen to going to work every fucking day all of a sudden, I'm going to be producing episodes for them. Like, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around this, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> um, it's insane. And so, I, every time I get scared, right? Every time I feel like, bitch, what are you doing? Something else drops in my lap that it's just like, you're doing exactly what you need to do. So stop fucking asking, what are you doing? Because I'm letting you know what you need to do. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a couple of things I'm working on. I'm working on a new summit, right? So I, I retired the Side Hustle Summit. And I'm working on a new summit this summer. And you guys definitely, <laughs> it's just going to be so good. Do not sleep on this summit. It's coming in July. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And then, you know, I'm going to be writing a book. Um, it's going to be about financial independence for women of color because I want to read books about financial independence for women of color because there are none. So we're going to write it. Um, oh, and I am doing my first solo travel inspired by some of my side hustle students from cohort number two that they just finished they're eight weeks with me on May 5th. Sunset in SA or San Antonio. She's one of my inspirations, one of my students. Um, they've been encouraging me to do a solo trip. So in order to celebrate the fact that I am going to be fully self-employed, I'm actually leaving to Puerto Rico the day after my last day. So I'm doing my first solo trip. I am gonna be lounging in a beautiful hotel um, hanging out with my peoples and doing something to celebrate, right? Because I was not able to celebrate becoming debt free because we were in the middle of the pandemic. I was not able to celebrate my birthday last year, again, pandemic. So I'm like making up for, for all the shit. And I'm just like, listen, you did arguably one of the scariest things you could have ever done. So bitch, you can go on a vacation by yourself. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm also like, girl, you've been going to Puerto Rico since you're like an uh, infant. So this is not like a new place. You obviously know, you know everything there's to know about Puerto Rico. Um, so yeah, just gonna celebrate and rest and, um, you know, marinate on all the blessings. I'm excited. Okay. Were you treated differently by management HR after you announced your resignation? No. Um, everybody has been super kind, super, um, you know, respectful, very. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. I have nothing bad to say. And, you know, I work with amazing people. I always said that, like, I would never go to another job after, like, this would be the last place that I work because it's an excellent company. Um, and if you don't know who I work for, you can just follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, it's an amazing company. One of the best, it's it, arguably for me, it's the best company I've ever worked with. Um, I, I recommend it to everybody. Benefits are amazing. The people are amazing. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about my my experience at my last employer. Um, it's just, you know, you outgrow things. And once you have seen what else is possible for you, I think it would be disrespectful to yourself to not explore that, right? Uh, I don't believe that we grow from a place of fear. I believe that when... Every single time that I've challenged myself to think bigger and see the potential that there is in something, I I just have to do it. And honestly, I'm like at this point, even if this is a fucking failure, I would have had more regrets not doing this than doing it. Because life is short, y'all. And nothing is promised. I have friends who I went to school with, who I graduated from high school with, who are dead. I'm 36. That, that shouldn't even be a thing. So the fact that like we're out here living in living our lives, assuming that like we have all the time in the world to figure shit out and, um, you know, you can get to it later. Who said that? Like who who guarantees you that? Who guaranteed you that? So, uh, you know, I think that my biggest regret in life would be to have regrets. So I'm not planning on having too many of those. Um, you know, that's uh, that's kind of my take on that. So if anybody wants to go live and like ask me questions, go for it. I'm game. Just don't be crazy and make sure you have clothes on because we're not doing. <laughs> I will block the shit out of you. Don't go crazy. Yes, let's talk real dinero. You're right. We are living on borrowed time. And this idea that like we have all the time in the world. It's not true. So just do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Carmen's calculation. I am going on a solo vacation at the same time. Yes, I'm so here for it. I'm so here for just doing the scary shit. And that's actually one of the first three episodes i think it might be number two or three it's uh the original title was like or maybe it's still the title i don't know if i changed it but it's like how to do scary shit or why you should do scary shit it's really important to challenge yourself every time i've done something that terrifies me i have grown i have gained something even if it was a failure i learned something i expanded my capacity i expanded my ability to be resilient um has <laughs> this happened naked people on live i don't know but i don't want to be the first i don't want to be the first to have somebody show up naked um online so i just want to put that out there <laughs> okay let me see um so how much should one have saved to quit okay so what i did i did a couple things so obviously becoming debt free is like super important because even if you're like saving an fu fund and you still have debt it, you're kind of putting yourself in this situation like god forbid something happens you got to deal with the debt um so i decided i was going to save a year's worth of living expenses right so that's what i did i put a year's worth of uh, living expenses in my emergency fund and then 
anything beyond that i've been investing a lot of money in my brokerage account because i just wanted to have like more liquid cash versus a ton of stuff like locked up in retirement accounts so all in all i have about two years worth of living expenses like between brokerage and um the savings emergency savings account um what else I didn't put together like necessarily a separate FU fund because I'm like, well, it's not like I'm not making any money, right? Like an FU fund for me is more for people that literally like don't have any additional income and want to take time off and like be able to pay their bills and know that they don't have any additional income. Um, so I didn't necessarily, ugh, I didn't necessarily need a separate FU fund. But if that's something that you want to do, you know, go for it. Okay, would you do Spanish lives? That would be amazing. Y'all, I'm not I'm not great with Spanish. I wish I was. And I think like this is one of these things that I'm going to practice. Because you know what's funny? I don't speak a lot of Spanish like outside of my immediate family. I, we speak a lot of Spanglish, right? Because my dad is, uh, my dad and mom both were born and raised in Puerto Rico. My dad lived in New York City for like eight years or so. So um, he was pretty much like fluent in both by the time that you know my parents got married they came here i grew up not speaking english until i was five and then you know i went to kindergarten and learned english and now it's like my primary language do i speak spanish yes do i feel confident no um can i communicate like casually yes but it stresses me out because i think in english and then i gotta translate it and it's like a whole fucking mess but it's something I want to work on. And it's funny because I don't listen to any English language music, period. My entire playlist is Spanish. Uh, so it's, that's I'm funny in that way. Okay. Can you tell us more about the NPR show I'm producing? So I don't want to give too much away because I don't know if I need to be like, you know, non-disclosure type stuff. Um, but you will find out. Just stay. Um, you, know, you can DM me privately and we can, we can talk about that. Okay, does quitting your job impact your ability to support your parents financially? Absolutely not. Um, because I'm making more money through my business than I was like working um, my nine to five job. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I knew like, okay, it's time to go girl. Because I'm basically making like twice as much as I was making at my nine to five. So knowing that I was able to do that while working full time, it's like, bitch, I'm about to make a half a million dollars next year. Like I'm, that's what I'm putting out in the universe. And then the year after that, we're making a million, right? So now that I'm not like locked up and, and compartmentalized, my ability to earn income is limitless. And so I'm trying to, you know, hit that million dollar net worth like in the next three years. So. Okay. Do you have tips on student loans? Almost zero consumer debt, but student loans are blocking my freedom. Yes. So in order for me to get student loan debt free, I refinanced my student loans four times in five years. Cannot recommend that enough. Now, it's important to know when you're refinancing your student loans, you are essentially making them private loans that are not subject to like the benefits of forbearance or like these, um, you know, interest-free interest period that's going on right now with federal student loans. So if you're okay, like giving up those benefits, but reducing your interest rate, reducing your repayment term and getting out of debt faster, Refi. I use SoFi, highly recommend, great customer service, um, and they don't charge. They don't Usually, most companies don't charge you to refinance your student loans. So if you can do it, it's worth exploring. Okay. Let's see. I just found you, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I did. Thank you. I've been on this path of trying to overwrite my old money beliefs, which are all bad. Do you have any advice on how did... How did on what you did to overcome negative beliefs. Ooh, girl, we could be here all day. I think, honestly, the first thing you have to do is like, be willing to explore those negative beliefs. Like, why do you have them? Uh, here's a hint. It's probably because of what you saw growing up, right? The same way that like the way that you interact with people tends to be influenced by your parents, the way that you communicate tends to be influenced by your parents, the way that you feel about money can be influenced by your parents too, right? If you saw them stressed out about money, or you saw them working really hard for money, 
you might have this idea that like money is stressful and it takes a long time to get it and it's something that's never abundant so there's a couple things you can do honestly uh first thing therapy i mean it sounds like you know kind of obvious but uh sometimes you need that third party to really make you understand where that connection is because we might not be intuitive enough to make the connection between like trauma and who you are as a person maybe you don't want to do therapy you could work with a money coach uh to unlearn those beliefs um there's also a sense of confidence that comes as you start to educate yourself as you as you start to put these things in practice um i think it's very difficult to be fearful of something that you understand so that's why i think education is like so important it's such an important part of this process is just like getting when you understand something you're not scared of it anymore and those negative feelings tend to dissipate so that's a couple of thoughts on that so did i contribute to my retirement accounts to set up for this journey yeah so i actually maxed out my uh 401k last year and actually i maxed out two 401ks last year because i have one through my business and one through my employer so i maxed both of those out and then this year i've maxed out my 401k through my employer as well and i wanted to do that before i left so that way something i don't have to think about for the rest of the year the money that i'm gonna be making i can use it for something else do i did i plan my blog content so i actually don't blog actively right now something i plan on getting back into now that i'm gonna have some of my time back but I'm I'm not a planner when it comes to blog content I kind of let inspiration guide me so I know you know what my niche is I create Latin and Puerto Rican recipes so I'm never gonna put like a pizza on my blog right <laughs> it's not gonna do like a lasagna unless it's a Puerto Rican lasagna um, so you know I kind of let inspiration vibe I don't like to plan too much when it comes to the blog content when it comes to the Yo Quiero Dinero blog, we plan content around what the last episode was. So, uh, for example, like we had an episode that talked about crypto recently. So we had a blog post that correlated to that. So we had an introduction to crypto um, blog post. So in that sense, I do plan for that. Okay. <laughs> you look so much lighter now that you quit. Girl, yes. That's what my dad said too. He's like, you look so happy. You look like so calm and stress-free and I'm like you know there's like this level of freedom that I have not experienced as an adult um I've been working since I'm 14 y'all working since I'm 14 I worked throughout high school I worked throughout college I didn't take any time off after college I literally graduated and like two weeks later I was working and it's been that way so this is like 22 years of working and not only that like i got my master's degree while i was working full time and like planning a wedding and just being an adult so it's a lot <laughs> and I, you know i sit back and think how the fuck do people do this for another 30 something years how is how is this sustainable this is why people have heart attacks this is why people are dying early this is why people have strokes and high blood pressure and, and chronic anxiety and this is not fucking sustainable it's just not i feel like everybody should have like a gap year at some point in their lives you know maybe it's not that you can like retire forever but it can't just be like this hamster wheel of work forever and hoping that you fucking retire at some point this is not okay. It's just not. Like I, I will not accept that this is this is what life is about. Okay. Sorry, I'm like railing over here. What advice do you have to give to people who have like zero entrepreneurial spirit? Listen, I will be the first to tell you this is not for everybody. Like quitting your job and building a business is hard. It's so hard. Oh my god. It's so hard um so maybe this is not the path for you and that is okay but the beauty of financial independence is that you don't need to start a business to become financially independent you can invest money in the stock market you can invest in real estate 
You don't need to build shit. You could just leverage what other people have built, like the rich have been doing for fucking ever. And just let that do the work for you. Okay? So if you don't have the entrepreneurial spirit, you don't. And that's okay. Like we're, we, we can't all be business owners. Um, you know, it's life circumstances, your personality, just the same way that I tell people, right? Because if you don't know my story about becoming a landlord and then hating it and then regretting it and then selling the house and realizing that after the fact of, you know, spending all that money and, and going through freaking anxiety and depression and all that shit. Not everybody is going to be cut out for a specific role on this planet. I will never be a good landlord because I have too much anxiety. I don't like humans. <laughs> I don't like dealing with people that I need to rely on for financial gain, right? So the idea of like having to rely on somebody to pay for the building that I own, that gives me major anxiety because people are unreliable. So that's it. Like I will never be a land I will not be a good landlord. So maybe you're not a business owner. That's okay. Maybe you're not entrepreneurial. That's okay. Live your life, do your nine to five, invest your money so that you don't have to work for the rest of your damn life. Yes. Oh, so yes, listen to the interview on Journey to Launch because I talk extensively about that. And I also, if you want to go to and read the article that I wrote about being a landlord and then hating it, if you go to yoquerodinanopodcast.com and go to my media and press section, you'll see the link to the Next Advisor article there. Okay. Let's see. My mom is on here. Hi, mom. My Puerto Rican lasagna. You know you love it. Yes, I do. <laughs> She's a trip, y'all. Oh, so that's one of the things I want to tell you guys. The, a lot of the inspiration for me doing this is not even just about, like, not wanting to work because, you know, nobody wants to work. My mom is one of the hardest working human beings on this planet. And she is a two-time cancer survivor. And I said, life is too fucking short for me to just be needing permission to go and visit my mom and be with her and enjoy all this time that I have with her, like whatever is left. I'm not fucking negotiating with anybody about being able to drop whatever I got I got going on and just go and be with my mom. Like nobody's gonna fucking control my time anymore. And I wanna take my mom to Paris. We've talked about this forever. I'm like, mom, I wanna do a mother-daughter trip to Paris. I want us to take selfies in front of the Eiffel Tower. I wanna take you to eat croissants and like walk along the sign and do all of this shit that everybody talks about wanting to do with their parents and the people that they love but then they don't get to like i'm not going to be that person i refuse um it's not negotiable for me so that's a big reason why too that i'm like no i'm not waiting until the right time i'm not because that doesn't exist like you have to make the time for the things that matter because this is what you have. This is what you have. This reality that exists right here, that's the only shit that's guaranteed and true because you're experiencing it right now. But making plans five years in the future, 10 years in the future when it's more convenient, when you have more time. The fuck? I'm not. It's, it's not negotiable, so. And now my mother's crying. Okay, mom, relax. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. What else is here? Okay, what will happen to the 401k through your employer now that you've quit? Will it roll over into another retirement account? I'm not clear on what happens to employer retirement accounts after one's left. So great question. So this particular employer has a 401k and a pension. And so I actually uh, vested into the pension last year. So I'm getting... A $30,000 check from my pension and I'm going to be putting that, well, I'm talking to my financial planner. Uh, we're either going to put that in a rollover IRA 
or we're going to put that in my solo 401k, which is the 401k that I've opened through my business. And then the 401k at work, I'm either going to roll it over into my solo as well or put it in an IRA. So that's that's what you do when you leave a job. You basically have to, you know, you can leave it where you work, but like, why would you want to do that? Doesn't make sense to me. You can roll it over to an IRA or you can roll it over into your new employer's 401k if they offer that. So. Okay, let's see what other questions I have. <laughs> what advice would you have for a new financial coach? Mm. I would say figure out how you want to help people, right? Because a financial coach, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a budget coach? Are you going to investment coach? Um, are you doing money mindset coaching? First, you know, figure out what that niche is. And then you have to start talking to people. You have to start figuring out, like, what are the actual problems that they need help solving? Because the last thing that you want is to, like, build your whole business idea around something that people that are following you or that resonate with you don't even care about. And that just starts with talking to people. Ask them, like, what is the biggest pain point in your life when it comes to money? How can I fix that? That's how I, I would start. I mean, you know, I don't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, but when it comes to side hustles, like I coach my students a lot around money mindset and that entrepreneurial mindset, because a lot of people don't realize like the biggest obstacle to starting a business is not, you know, figuring out your accounting system or like what your niche is. It's like getting past your shit. It's about how are you going to get past your mental blocks, your limiting beliefs about what you can accomplish, who you are as a person. You know, and a lot of us as women of color have been programmed to believe that like we're our voices don't matter, what the things that we have to say are not important, that nobody's going to care about it, that we can't change anybody's life. But I've seen it time and time again. The students that commit to my program, they start showing up for themselves and shit just starts happening. Shit just starts happening. Because when you believe that you're worthy of what you desire, the universe will conspire for you. Opportunities will fall in your lap that you didn't even ask for. People will ask to work with you. People will offer to pay you money for shit that you didn't even plan on monetizing. And I know that because that's exactly what has happened to me. That is what happens to my students. Like getting really aligned and clear on who you are and how you can serve is like, that's, that's super effing powerful. Let's see. My financial planner, no, it's not through Fidelity. I um, I link her in my money tools section on my website. She is a uh, an amazing woman of color who is helping me. Um, yeah, she's not through a brokerage. How can a <clears throat> can a soon to be graduate student build financial wealth while unemployed? If so, how? Well graduate student i'm assuming you're planning on having some sort of side hustle because i don't know how you would build wealth without income <laughs> but if you're unemployed and you're a graduate student and you're full-time i'm guessing maybe you're going to do a phd or you're going to do a full-time um master's program side hustles i have a side hustle student who quit her job she saved up like a um in, uh, emergency fund started a side hustle and has been supporting herself through side hustles and um, her investment dividends while going to school full time. So side hustles are something that like I believe honestly everything everybody needs to have because you know the pandemic showed us that even these quote unquote stable jobs that we thought would never go away uh, can go away. They can be furloughed. Um, you know, so you can definitely build wealth while you're unemployed. You can invest money in a brokerage account that comes from anywhere, like even unemployment money, like, you know, if you get laid off. Um, but side hustles, y'all. That's that's the way to do it. So when does enrollment begin for my program? So my program, the third cohort, if I don't move it up, is going to start in September. But you can go and enroll now. Um, I would wait, though, because I'm actually going to be doing a discount right now. 
uh, I'm going to be giving like a 60% discount. <laughs> so wait for my webinar. I'll be doing it later this summer. Unless you want to pay full price and just get your spot. <laughs> All right, let's see. One last question here. Can we have a meetup like Network Brunch? I would so go. Well, you know, now that the world's opening up, I'm really considering like doing some live events. Um, you know, if you guys don't know, I'm based in Florida. And so um, uh, there's a lot of Latinos here. <laughs> and if you guys want to come and hang out with me and talk about, you know, financial independence, side hustles, the whole thing, I would love to host some sort of event. I haven't announced the date for my webinar, but when I do, I'll put it on the gram. So you should also sign up for my mailing list in case you're not already on there so that you will get alerted and get an invite before that. You can sign up for my mailing list by heading over to the link in my bio and signing up for my free 14 page guide, The Financially Lit Latina. I love this. Ooh, when I was an undergrad, I ran a catering business on my own hours and sold my digital cookbooks on the side. Y'all, that's what I'm saying. You all have skills. You all have skills that people will pay for. Whether you cook, whether you clean, whether you sew, whether you're a good organizer, whether you are great at spreadsheets, maybe you're a graphic designer, maybe you love fucking Pinterest and you want to help it. You know, there's so many people that need help with Pinterest, like Pinterest virtual assistants. Shit. So much money to be made. Packaging your, your knowledge in a digital course, um, you know, creating digital downloads, there's so many ways to make money with the internet. It's sick. And I think about, you know, just a generation ago, like we didn't even have the internet. And now there's people that are literally building businesses that are allowing them to quit the nine to five corporate rat race. Like use it. It is the tool of tools. Am I going to FinCon in Austin? <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about FinCon right now, to be honest. Um, if you guys don't know, they had a controversy last year with the Black Lives Matter movement and one of the creators of FinCon saying some really stupid shit about, you know, the Black Lives Matter protesters. And so a lot of us in the personal finance community who are people of color canceled the shit out of them because we're like, oh, no, we're, we're definitely not going to be supporting this nonsense. So I don't know. I've heard they are doing, you know, an extensive amount of work of like adding more diversity and sensitivity training and whatever to their staffing. I know that they've hired some people to be like on their board of directors or whatever, consulting with them to, um, you know, fix the problems. I don't know. I kind of want to support like a summit or some kind of conference that is created and managed by people of color. Like, you know, I don't want to be like a guest at the table. I want to be like the fucking owner of the table. So maybe that's another project for me. Just creating a new uh, FinCon for people who are not like white men. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. But TBD. I saw they started following me recently. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? All right, y'all. I think I'm going to head out. My voice is kind of shot. But thank you for being here. And thank you for like riding this crazy ass journey with me with supporting the podcast with sharing people, um, you know, sharing the podcast and sharing this platform with people like it's amazing. Um, it's uh, it's been a wild ride and I can't wait to see what this continues to grow into. Um, with your support so have a great night y'all we'll talk soon i'm actually going to be doing a live podcast with the glow up podcast i believe that's her her name let me not get it wrong i think it's the glow up podcast um tomorrow at 6 30 p.m so we're going to be doing a live an ig live but it's also going to be a live podcast it'll be awesome so don't miss that um and yeah, just stay tuned for more cool shit. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Love you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, 
Sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.